Hey everyone, it's Hannah and Kim here from Bell Vista Studios. What's up? <laughs> In this video, we're going to be sharing with you top tips for instructional designers, which is potentially you if you're watching in 2021 so these are the things that we think will add value to you in 2021 and set you up for success so what we're going to do it's going to be rapid fire quick question style um so i'm going to be asking kim questions she's been an instructional designer for a long time and if you follow us you've probably heard her talk about lots of instructional design things so i think she's going to add a lot of value in today's video or podcast if you're listening so kim are you ready Yes, I am, Hannah. <laughs> okay, question number one. What should every instructional designer do in 2021? Oh, um, be curious. Nice. That's your mindset, be curious. What does that look like in action? Asking questions, not making assumptions, not feeling like you have to have all the answers yourself. Love it. Very cool. What should every instructional designer learn if they want to take things next level? How to ask good questions that help you solve the problem you're facing. So how would people ask good questions? Because I'm thinking people watching or listening might be like, what questions, Kim? What do I actually ask? <laughs> This is something I'm trying to figure out because I'd like to teach it myself. Um, it, okay, so you need to understand the problem that you're currently facing, whether that's writing an email to someone or having a conversation with someone mm -hmm. or creating a storyboard or a training solution. So what is the problem I'm trying to solve? What do I know? What do I not know? And then what question, questions do I need to know to ask to get closer to solving that problem? So how do you know what questions? They need to be, they have to have an intent to help you solve the problem. So intentional questions. So the first thing that you need to think about is, do I need to ask this question? Yes or no? Because how is it going to bring me closer to solving that problem? Then if you do need to ask the question, I think if you come from a place of how, that will give you context to develop something practical because we don't always need to know the why unless we're understanding the motivation behind something. But if we know the how, we get from through the surface level fluff down to tangible steps. Mm. Like if you think about talking to an SME, they can give you all this context and then you have to go, what's relevant right now to help me do my job as an instructional designer? Whereas if you say, how does someone do that? They give you a different answer. So I think we are always focused on actions and decisions, or well, we should be as instructional designers and designing training around that. So a how question allows the person giving us the information, answering our question to focus on actions and decisions, practical advice that we can then turn into training. I love that. That's really cool because I feel like it also relates to everything that we do. And you do say this and you try, you've been trying to get me to realise this, but you can use that formula for almost everything to help you achieve your goal. Like today I worked on, I was like preparing for a session that we're running. 
Mm. And in the past, I know I would have just been putting all the content I can think of related to the topic that we're presenting mm. on. But I started with a how might we question. So how might mm. we help people use human-centered design for their projects? Yep. So starting with that question, it was like, what do I need to do to fill the gap to achieve that? So yeah, people out there definitely do it. It's amazing. It took a little while for it to click for me. <laughs> Once it does, you're like, oh, it makes so much sense. And it is quite simple. Like it. Once you get it, it's simple formula to remember. Yeah. And I, I do want to delve deeper on how to ask good questions. So there'll be a future something from Belvista Studios on that. Because I think it's a critical skill. Definitely. I'm keen to listen to that one, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have just revealed the formula now yourself. So <laughs> watch out from it from Hannah. <laughs> Okay, next question. How can instructional designers stay relevant? By not being stagnant. And what does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> We're going deep. Um, stay relevant. Time is constantly changing. People are constantly changing in every second from where I was just one second ago to here to now to now to now to now. So we need to understand that the world cha changes at a rapid pace. Therefore, and we're dealing with humans. We design training for humans. So that's playing out for everyone. So to stay relevant, you need to adapt. And that might be every minute or every day or every week or month or year. And it's different depending on the situation and the circumstance. But if you can understand that being stagnant and having years of experience or doing this project a lot of times before for previous stakeholders, um, or this is your expertise and you're the authority in this space is not good enough because relevancy is here in the now for where people are at right now. That's really cool. And how, so to stay relevant and to know what's happening in the world, how do you know that? How do you know what's, what the trend is or what's required from you to serve the current state of the world. <laughs> to understand the problem that you are solving. I feel like all of the questions are all going to start looping back, but- um, Are you asking the right questions? <laughs> yes. So you need to understand the problem. To understand the problem, you need to ask the right questions. How do you know? That's an issue. How do you know that you need what you're telling me? Yeah. What data do you have? What insights? And that's where like some of that in the human centered design stuff that we have on YouTube and that's in our courses and that asks those kinds of questions or helps you mm -hmm. undertake those activities such as user interviews to understand and solve the right problem. When you're solving the right problem, I was going to say nothing is the same, but I think there are similarities, but what differs is the context. So when you solve the right problem, then you need to ask good questions and those questions reveal what is required of you to stay relevant. I think, okay, one practice, it's going to go to, I'm going all that. One practical tip. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going deeper on things. I'm giving you one word answers, and then you're like, 
how, 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 why, 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 what, what, what? <laughs> nah, it's good. Well, <laughs> people at home all want this as well. I appreciate that. I think, where was I going to go with that? Yeah, you wanted a pra- I want to give you a practical tip because I'm talking about blah. So go Google what Hannah said, how might we questions. Mm. I think if you answer that, that will help you solve the right problem. And that's how you stay relevant. Love it. Questions do have a big impact. I'm realizing that recently. Tell us more. This is not rapid fire anymore. This is just a podcast. You can do rapid fire and like in a separate video. Okay, next question. You don't want to tell the answer? No, it's just like a realization that I feel like asking the right questions leads to success. Like it has such a big impact and I don't think I've always realized that because if you ask the right questions, you can understand the problem better and you can understand the people that you're designing for and create something that actually changes their behavior. Mm. And I think, yeah, if we can all learn to ask really good questions, we will go to the next level as instructional designers. And human beings. Amen. Okay, what advice do you have for instructional designers who want a promotion? Oh, (laughs) I'm going to assume that they have sought the promotion for the right reasons for them, first of all. If you haven't, go back and do the work on that. If you want a promotion, you should think about the say a promotion tends to be tied to monetary value, right? So there's a standard up here, a new way of delivering extra responsibilities, quality of deliverables, certain things like that, right? So you need to identify what those behaviors are and where you currently are. Mm. And then when you, this is if you just want to seek a promotion or a pay rise, I reckon. Um, So if you identify that, then you need to go to that person that can offer you the promotion and you say, this is what I'm going to work on because I want this promotion, the result, right? I'm going to deliver to these expectations over the next fortnight, month, three months. And I want to have progress checks with you to help me calibrate to that level that I'm trying to achieve. Do I have your agreement that if I meet that level of expectation and here's how I'm going to give back to the organization or our team that the reward for me, the new standard for me as an employee, Hannah, are you going to use this against me? (laughs) I feel like this is gold. (laughs) (laughs) If this... (laughs) god damn it no. <laughs> um, this will be amazing for people continue okay so do i have your agreement that the new standard that i will perform at is mm. this and they go yes we want you to give x y and z to the team we'd love you to contribute in that way um this will be great these results are exactly what we want And then you say, is there anything else that you want to put in there? Or are you comfortable that this is the benchmark? Write it down. 
and then you say and in reward as well I would like to be financially rewarded and you go in and you speak to whatever that is that you've worked out you probably want to go to the higher value because if they counter offer do you need to decide on your minimum amount that you're willing to accept to put in all that effort and all that mm -hmm. contribution to get you up here they don't accept walk away and just do who you are magic <laughs> um, <laughs> but i think that's what it is and then get their agreement so get it in email have those check-ins those so those milestone check-ins to make sure you're on track for that end deadline where you're saying yep i'm at these standards i've consistently shown these standards and now i am deserving as agreed on this financial reward as well amazing and now oh, I'm going to get a calendar invite from Hannah. <laughs> you helped me get a job that I never thought I would get, remember? You were the one who gave me the advice to help me get that job. And What, all what is your job to get the promotion? Because that was offered out. So what, yeah. what worked for you in that situation? Because you didn't want to. You were like... Um, I think it's definitely just believing in yourself and having the courage to ask. And also, which is something that I'm learning to do is being okay with failure. So if you do get turned down, like you need to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's better to put yourself out there at risk of that rather than never put yourself out there and not give yourself the opportunities. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just that push from you. You would like go and do it right now, right now today. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll go ask next week. And you're like, no, do it now. And that <laughs> was just like, courage that you gave me where I was like I'm just gonna do it so I think people yeah. listening and watching like listen to the advice that you gave Kim because that is incredible advice and also love yourself enough and believe in yourself enough that you are worthy of it yeah and if they say no that's fine you've it's good practice as well like yeah stepping out of your comfort zone and learning to ask for things and yeah and yeah. Hannah did get that job and I think what you've said is probably more important. It's the self-belief. Hmm. So I've shared practical advice, but unless you have that self-belief and know you're worthy and then you, it's, you go into the conversations differently, you approach how you apply for the job differently. So hmm. you really need to, I guess, do that self-work on why do I want this promotion? Why am I deserving of it? Journal on that. Mm, yeah, really feel it. So you've got that mindset that you've so well brought up as a critical point that will help you and give you that edge to obtain that promotion. Yeah. Love it. Very cool. How can instructional designers avoid becoming order takers and positively influence their stakeholders? I think a lot of people are in the the position of the order taker um, mm -hmm. and we were when we started out as well so the first thing is to just you know there's better ways and you have all these things you want to experiment you know we didn't know what human-centered de design was when we first started but then we were like this is cool and this is going to help us create better solutions yeah and we started talking about it at the time we didn't fully know how to talk about it properly and then like we're also like a new business or so like a little bit nervous and just excited to have projects. So we kind of just accepted what we took. But I think if we, you just start having conversations, Hey, like I, there's this thing I'd like to try. Can we do that? Mm -hmm. I want to experiment or, you know, like, can I just as a practitioner work that new little approach into my process and without even disclosing that to the client, 
and talk about it on the end when it's got you the results, when it's got you a different approach and then go, yeah, I tried this new thing. I'd love to do it on all our future projects together. What do you think of that? And they go, yeah, that worked. And then, but I think it's about being able to start talking about things because as you start talking about things, you become known for those things, those ideas, those insights, those perspectives, not that you're just a robot taking orders, that you're a human brain, a human being with a brain that has a contribution, can make yeah. a positive impact, is thinking beyond just the Band-Aid solution. Yeah. And they may say no the first time, and that's what happened to us. But we got confident speaking about it. We developed our own passion. We saw that, no, it has to be done this way. So we continued mm-hmm. to talk about it. And although clients would say no in the beginning, when it didn't go the way that they wanted it to go or they didn't get the result that they wanted as a way of doing it their way, they said, hey, Kim, hey, Bell Vista Studios, you know what you were talking about like 12 months ago? Can we give that a go on this new project? Mm-hmm. And then it went better. And then each time... It just keeps happening. So just keep talking about it and experiment where you can within the control that you have. It will happen. It's just a slow process. I like that concept. Don't accept, sorry, don't accept um, opportunities that don't allow you to be in that place. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Putting yourself in a position where you can experiment and try things out that suit you and align with your passion and interests. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I also like the concept of planting the seed because I think sometimes people might not want to suggest things because they think, what if the person doesn't like it or think it's silly or doesn't say yes. And then how am I going to look? But if you look at it as I'm just going to plant the seed and they might not get it now, but in the future it might come up and they might remember and be interested. So I think that makes it less daunting, which is nice. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so what other disciplines do you think are important to learn to be a good instructional designer in 2021? Mm. Marketing. Mm, Good one. Psychology. I would say that. Why? (laughs) We definitely are not doing quick (laughs) marketing marketing there's so many aspects with marketing right there's human motivation like if you don't I guess that's like you can go down one or the other they're actually very intertwined as you discover but you might be more interested in learning about psychology and then the transferable skills are easier to instructional design or you might be more interested in marketing and then they're transferable Mm -hmm. but at the same time they're actually the same sort of thing but essentially those things allow you to understand humans better when you can understand humans better you can deliver something that actually changes behavior Mm. and those two disciplines to me help us look at the same problem that instructional designers solve just through a different frame of mind and we might open our eyes and understand and have this epiphany moment ourselves as practitioners even though we've heard it 50 billion times from the instructional designer learning and development industry that's cool what would Definitely. you say? Yeah, I agree. I'm thinking because we do like the human-centered design activities that we do. I feel like it is quite similar to marketing. When you think of our user personas and understanding who we're designing for, that's what marketing is all about, understanding who yep. their customers are and appealing to them. And I think 
as instructional designers, we do need to influence our learners. It's not just about handing over content and forcing them to do it. It is almost like a marketing thing where we have to help them understand why the learning will add value. And we always do that with projects. Like the first thing is why would the learner do this personal to them? Like it's not always about the organization. Why would that individual do it? Yeah. And I think we use marketing techniques to help us to like influence and do that. So definitely. I agree. Okay. What have you learned in 2020 that you would like to share with the viewers or listeners to help them be better instructional designers in 2021? Solve the right problem, which goes back to the answer before. Nailed it. What tools should instructional designers use in 2021? Their pen and paper, pencil and paper. Yeah, I think we need to get out of our automatic response mode. And by using a pencil and paper, you think differently, you'll approach something differently, you slow down, you look at it differently. And I think that will help you solve the right problem. That will help you process at a different speed, move from automation Mm -hmm. to like solving the right problem. Yeah, nice. Because you always write in your little iPad thing, don't you? Mm. Interesting. (laughs) What's the best way for instructional designers to network and get to know others in the industry? Mm. What's their goal? Uh, Understand the true problem. (laughs) I guess an opportunity to learn from others. So there's a learning component. Mm-hmm. And I think also some people it's nice to have connections and friends in the industry that you can reach out to if you have a question or want to chat about something. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about some of the relationships we have with people where you can just message them on LinkedIn and get an answer straight away or they'll help you out with something. Yeah. How do people get that? I think, you, yeah, you need to understand why you want to network. Um And I think we're very fortunate in our industry where we are very giving and sharing and we want to support each other. It's just comes at the nature of, I guess, people attracted into our industry, which is really nice. So first of all, don't be afraid to reach out because everyone is so generous with Mm -hmm. adding value to every other person. So don't be afraid. Um, And then the second thing is, I think, you know, like LinkedIn is a great place, but just Google you know, and if it's a learning thing, you want to just, if you, if I just go to LinkedIn, because I think on a professional thing, if you are about networking, that's kind of one of the main places to be. So the search bar operates the same as Google, get in there, do learning and development manager, instructional designer, those titles where you think those humans you want to hang out with or will learn from what they are, and then go connect, add a personal message, say I'm new, I'm looking to learn from influential people or people that might inspire me. That's why I'm catching, I'm connecting. If you're learning, you can just follow them. You don't even have to have them Mm. as a connection because then you can still see everything. Um, And if you want connection, I would invite you to go into the groups um, or connect with the same people. Same thing, just hashtags, like think hashtags, like instructional design, learning and development, whatever it is, go find them go start turning up to the meetings, the meetups, like John Hinchcliffe has a global meetup that I think runs every week. Like go 
hang out there, see if they're your tribe. Lindell Box is one that she runs here from Australia. I think that's where I love to hang out. So go find like-minded people and turn up there consistently and build that network and just experiment because they're not all for you or they might not be like, I wouldn't go to an LMS one because I don't, I'm not interested in that. It hurts my brain to think about that sort of stuff. So just go out there. Yeah. How do people get involved in our group? Because I know we have Bell Vista Studios group chats where people can network and. Oh yeah, that's, um, they're on Instagram. So you can just DM us on Instagram. We'll add you to one of the groups. Um, you can DM us. We get DMs all the time on <laughs> LinkedIn and that. But if you, you know, like, and that's, you'll respond. We're available. <laughs> Love it. What are some useful web pages that instructional designers should have booked mark, bookmarked in 2021? Jesus Christ, Hannah. <laughs> um, real details for people. Do you know what? I don't know the answer to that one. Okay. But where the answer lies is actually bookmark one, which is our YouTube channel. Mm. And then what we want to do is go into the videos where we interview people, either learning with Bell Vista yes. Studio or the Bell Vista Studio show, those two in particular. If you jump into the description of those videos, you will find all the resources that we learn about from other people. Mm. So there's graphic design, there's icons, there's music ones, there's um, images, there's tools, video editing tools, there's people to follow, there's all everything that is a wealth of knowledge go in there yeah love the it. description of our youtube videos will have the resources that you want yeah cool and you can probably look at the title of the video as well so if it's something that interests you whether it's creating infographics or whatever it may be if you have a look at that video there'll be resources generally related to that topic yeah yeah cool last question q well, I hope everyone's still listening and watching. There's a lot of value happening right now. Oh, okay, Kim, what characteristics would you be looking for in a person if you were looking to hire an instructional designer in 2021? Hmm. They would need to, what do you call it? I don't know what the word is. Um, use their initiative. Mm. Because I think that demonstrates a lot of the skills that I have spoken about that I value as a kind of leader and as an instructional designer, as a team member as well, like in my peers, what I look for is people to use their initiative. And what that looks like is, they're curious, right? They have something that they're undertaking and they're like, oh, I don't really know what to do right now. And then they go and seek the answer. They experiment, they try. And then if they're really stuck, they go, this is what I've tried. Um, it didn't work and now I need help. So people that use their initiative. Love it. I think if you can get a good human being, my team are the perfect example of this. <laughs> just dashing good looks no. <laughs> they are just good human beings and if you can hire good human beings that at the core 
just want to do the best to the best of their ability at all times with what they have within their skill set and capability, those good human beings can learn any skill. Mm. And I think I'm so glad that that's the way it's worked out for us because I like my team. Like I like being around you guys. I love being around it by people with similar values and things like that. So it is about attitude in my opinion, everything else can be trained because if we go back to being relevant, you can't be stagnant. So you guys are so moldable and curious and you always want to learn because you're good human beings. You want better for yourselves as humans. Mm -hmm. So luckily one aspect of that is developing your own personal skills within the studios and then we benefit as an organization because your curiosity your professional development that you want to develop gets reinvested back into what we do as a studio and then the stuff that we put out into the industry because everyone that watches our videos um, and interacts with our posts and stuff that is because you are good human beings that want to learn want to improve yourself so you go out and do that and then you contribute back to the industry by sharing beautiful is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish this video today kim uh, keep it simple don't be looking out there look within the answer's within all human beings, but we look out there when we don't believe in ourselves. So look within and go, like Hannah said, believe in yourself and you'll be fine because we have to change every moment and every day. We don't, nothing's guaranteed. So when you know that, it's a bit more freeing to just be and trust yourself in the moment and you'll work it out. Love that, totally agree. Well, thank you everyone. for finished with Hannah. <laughs> Once you send off word. Uh, well, I just think, I think it is like the foundation is believing in yourself and all of the other things, like you said, can be built on. And there are so many resources and tools out there on the internet that can help you be the best that you can be. Mm -hmm. So I think once you have that believing in yourself, part, right. And we're like, you still work towards it every day. You're not, oh, maybe some people get it perfect, but I have certainly haven't. But every day, if you can start building confidence and then just exposing yourself to what's out there, definitely like learning with Bell Vista Studios and the Bell Vista Studio show. Like um, there's amazing things that we learn from people in the industry that we would never have learned if we didn't speak to them. So just, and that's being curious, right? Which is what we've spoken about as well. So I think believe in yourself, be curious and take notes. Probably should have done that at the start of the video, but <laughs> you can always like go back and take notes. I'm sure you took notes if you needed to, but that's a good little tip as well. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for watching and listening to this video on top tips for instructional designers in 2021. We hope it added value to you. If you have anything that you would like to share or tips that you would like to share with the community or other viewers and listeners, comment below we're all about sharing and helping each other so it would be amazing if you could do that and thanks for watching <laughs>